Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. Take us to a story in Acts 16 that is a scriptural portrayal of what we just sang. We just sang the words, I'll praise before my breakthrough, which is, which I love that thought because it's just sort of a flip upside down of the natural way we do things because typically we, we praise after the breakthrough or we might feel that we praise after the prayer is answered or after we get through the struggle. I know for me as a parent, I, I usually praise my kids when they get it right. As parents, you know, we, we don't typically praise our kids before they actually clean the room without asking, right? We don't praise them before they do the things that we've asked them to do. We praise them after the fact. That, you know, I've told this story before, but I'll never forget when Grayson was uh, starting to go to elementary school and and every morning I would wake him up and I'd try and get him ready for school, but he did not want to go to elementary school. He had, no, he did, he had no part of it. He would say, I don't want to go to elementary school. I mean, he would, he would say, I, I don't like elementary. And he keeps saying, I mean, I'm serious. That's what he would say. It was hilarious. And, and, uh, and I'd say, no, buddy, you got to go. You got to go. And he'd say, I, he said, I just don't like elementary. And so I get it, bro. Like, I don't want to go to elementary either. Like, that sounds terrible. In fact, miserable, hot, and like a lot of gnashing of teeth. I don't know. But we worked on it, and eventually we experienced breakthrough. We got him to actually like elementary school. But you know, you know what I didn't do during that season of wanting to get breakthrough for Grayson? Is I wasn't praising him before Grayson got the breakthrough. I wasn't, I wasn't saying, great job, Grayson, while he was crying. I wasn't saying, I'm so proud of you for all the work you're doing at school. Thank you for listening to me. I wasn't saying those things. No, no, no. What I was doing is I was pleading. I was like, Grayson, please get ready for school. Grayson, please get dressed. You're driving me crazy, right? See, what I was doing is I was, I was pleading before I was praising. And I think that's what we do with the Lord a lot, is, is we plead with him. And the scriptures are always showing us to praise him before the breakthrough. That's what I love about the story in Acts 16. You know, if you're doing our Bible reading plan, you may have read this story recently. But I just want to read part of it, starting in verse 23. And this is what it says. It says, after they, they meaning Paul and Silas, after they had been severely flogged, 
They were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in an inner cell and fastened their feet in stocks. So this jailer's not playing, right? He, he's locked down on these guys. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped, but Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for the lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. I love this story for so many reasons. It can preach in so many different ways, but one of the things that we learn, one of the valuable lessons of the kingdom is that we praise before we see the breakthrough that we're looking for. You know, Paul and Silas, they're arrested, they're in prison. There seems to be a confidence, though, about who God is. Because they know, for some reason, he's the same God that they've seen do a lot of other things. They've seen him heal, they've seen him set people free. And so as they sit here in this prison cell, chains around their ankles, they begin to pray and sing hymns. And they are not thankful in singing because they are free, because they're not free. They are thankful in singing because they are confident in who God is and that he has a plan. And no matter if they stay in that prison for years, they die the next day, they praise him. You know, last summer I was able, I was able to be a part of a special trip to learn about church planting in the Czech Republic. And while I was on my trip, I had a few days to do a few things on my own, and so I actually crossed the border and went over to Poland, and I went and visited Auschwitz. And I have a few pictures uh, from my day there, but Auschwitz is, of course, the memorial site of the largest Nazi concentration, concentration camp and the place that served as Hitler's uh, final solution. 11 million people and all were murdered through the Holocaust, 6 million Jews, 1.1 million at this site in Auschwitz. And my day there was powerful. Somehow it was even spiritually encouraging because I was able to see lots of stories of the survivors. And nearly every survivor's account talks about how worship services were being held every night. And not just uh, of all types of faith, Jewish and of course Christian as well. And you may know the story of Corey Ten Boom and her book, The Hiding Place. But she was at a, a different concentration camp, much like Auschwitz, and she tells the story of, of leading worship services every night and people coming to know Christ every day. And I actually have a short video clip of her talking about her experience that I, I want to I show you. So I'm just going to show you this. Corey Tenboom. We're so delighted to have you back with us on the 700 Club. We appreciate you so much. You know, uh, as we were talking before, uh, perhaps some of the people who are watching now are not familiar with your experience 
when, as I understand, you were hiding Jewish people in Holland, yes. and the and the Nazis, or the Germans, took you and, and because of this and put you into prison. Yes. And, and how long were you were you in the prison? I was um, uh, eleven months a prisoner. First four months in solitary confinement, alone yes. in a cell, and then in a concentration camp in. Uh, Holland, a yeah. German concentration camp, and then in Ravensbrück, that terrible place north of Berlin. And that's where my sister died. She died there. Yes. And in that time, God, God somehow kept you sweet and tender towards him. How did you do it? How did you keep from being just terribly despairing? What, what kept you buoyed up at this time? That's good what you have. What kept you? Who kept me up? Okay. <laughs> I, I can tell you, I, uh, there are circumstances that you, you cannot uh, do anything, and it was only the Lord who has carried me through, and it is so good that I have experienced that. For mm -hmm. I had always believed. Now I know from experience that Jesus' light is stronger than the deepest darkness. And a child of God cannot go so deep, always deeper on the everlasting arms that carry you. It matters not how dark it is. No. His light is always yes, greater. Yes, yes. The devil is strong, mm. but his power is limited. And Jesus' power is unlimited. <laughs> well, I wish I could have uh, hung out with that lady. Uh, it's not what about, it's not about what kept her going. It was about who kept her going. No matter how deep the pit is, our Heavenly Father is even deeper. I don't use the examples of concentration camps and, uh, and Corey Ten Boom or even Paul and Silas's imprisonment to be some comparison to our days, although I'm sure some of us feel like we've been in prison. It's likely that none of us have endured such hardships and hopefully we'll never face those sorts of struggles. But stories like these Help us praise no matter what situations we face. So I just want to say this to you. If you are facing anxiety that feels crippling, praise before the breakthrough. If you are facing loss after loss, praise before the breakthrough. If you're lonely, praise before the breakthrough. If you're disappointed, praise before the breakthrough. Because remember, disappointment is only an opportunity for you to look elsewhere for your satisfaction. If you have financial setbacks and no solutions in sight, praise before the breakthrough. If you're tired of running, if life is making you weary, maybe we should start praising instead of pleading. Perhaps you've been praying and you are frustrated in prayer with the things that God's not done yet. Can I just remind you that God's not done yet? We can't forget, Jesus said, I want to hear your prayers. Our Heavenly Father says, I want to know what my children want and need. But then God distributes and gives as he wills. When disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, Jesus gave us what we call the Lord's Prayer. And the prayer begins with this. It says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That sentence is a word of praise and worship. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's how our prayers began. And I'm saying this not as a declaration just over this season. This isn't just about May 20, 
20, this is about life. It's about every season, good, bad, and in the middle. We must understand our position before our Heavenly Father. So I have three thoughts for us today that I'm hopeful will sit in your heart and actually have a little bit of staying power is what my, my hope and prayer is, that some things that kind of can sit with you from our, our time together today. The first thought is this statement that I've kind of already said a few times so far. So I don't need to say much more about it, but it, it really is the heart of this message and the, the big idea of our day. But the first thought is this, that we must, we must praise before we plead. We must praise before we plead. This is the central theme of the story in Acts 16. We don't see Paul and Silas pleading with God or even with the jailers for their release. No, they are praying and singing hymns. They are praying and singing hymns. And I know when I pray, there's, there's different circumstances um, that, and, and that determine how I pray, but when I'm praying and singing together, those prayers are typically prayers of praise and thanks. So you got to know that's what they were doing. We must praise before the breakthrough. This is what Jesus taught his disciples. This is what we see in the stories throughout the book of Acts. The people endured all sorts of persecution and suffering, and they counted a joy to suffer for Jesus. They were overcomers. They were relentless in their pursuit and their praise, no matter what they faced. We see this scattered reality of the church in the book of Acts hardships and the imprisonment that they faced and they praised you see when we praise before during and after the storm you know the object of our attention is what we praise and it's no longer the storm or even the desire for breakthrough that's pretty good i should say that again that was so good i'm going to say it again that when we praise before during and after the storm the object of our praise becomes what we are focused on, no longer the storm or even the breakthrough that we're seeking, but the object of our praise. We must praise before we plead. And second thought that I want to share with you. These other two thoughts, they're, they're worth mentioning and they're from the story, but the, the second thought is this, that we must listen before we are free. We must listen before we're free. Notice in verse 25, the other prisoners were listening to them. And then suddenly there was a violent earthquake. Sometimes we want God to move and to set us free from something but we, and, and to get us out of the struggle, but we're so busy talking, we're so busy complaining, we're so busy pleading that we aren't stopping long enough to listen. And sometimes we aren't ready to praise and we have to listen. These prisoners, they were not ready to praise, so what did they do? They listened. So perhaps that's what you need to do in this season. Perhaps you just need a big, heavy dose of listening. Maybe you need to listen to others' praise. Maybe you need to turn on some worship music. Maybe you need to listen to worship videos we made. Maybe you need to just go. There's an endless amount of great worship out there. Maybe you just need to go listen to some praise. You know, we can also listen to God's word. God's words can wash over us. Maybe you need to listen to his word. Or maybe you just need to figure out how to get silent before God and listen to your heavenly Father. Maybe there's just a season of listening. Because God's spirit is always guiding. He's always prompting. He's always comforting us. Whoever has ears, let him hear. The third thought is this. We must believe before we are changed. We must believe 
before we are changed. You know, the story of the jailer is incredible. Incredible. It says in verse 22 and 23 that Paul and Silas, they were beaten and flogged. And then this jailer took them into the inner cell and he locked them up. So this guy is wanting to give them the, the, the full miserable jailing experience, right? This jailer, he's taking his job seriously. And then in verse 27, after they had praised and after the earthquake came and after everyone's chains had become loosed, the jailer woke up and he was scared. It says that he drew out his sword and he was going to kill himself. But, but Paul cries out, he says, do not harm yourself. We're all here, which by the way is an act of grace. We're all here. Then in verse 30, the jailer comes up, Paul and Silas, and says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Hours earlier, he's locking them up, right? And now he's calling them sirs. Man, the tables have turned. They have turned, right? And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. He, of course, believed and everything changed. Later it says in verse 34 that he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. You see, breakthrough doesn't always just come for us when we praise. Here's what I love about this story. Because we never know what God's going to do when we praise before our breakthrough. This is one of the great parts of the story. The breakthrough wasn't just for Paul and Silas. All the prisoners were set free. Even the jailer. He'll cause some to listen to your praise. He'll cause some to believe because of your praise. So my friends, can I encourage you to praise, to listen, and to believe. The breakthrough is coming. And I realize this is especially applicable to those of us who are in circumstances in life where we need breakthrough. You're thinking, oh yeah, praise before I plead. Yep, I need to do that. You're thinking, oh yeah, 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 listen before I'm free. Yes, I got it. I need to do that. Maybe you're thinking to believe before I change. Of course, I need to have the faith to believe before I can really experience a change. Some of you need this and you're, you're in a season where you need breakthrough and you're, you're resonating. You get it. But some of us are in a season where we're thinking, I don't know if my life has a deep struggle right now. I don't know if I'm in any deep circumstance where I'm aware that I need a breakthrough in my life right now. And I would say if that's where you're at, you should probably spend some time listening because we are always in need of more breakthrough. Even during times when our circumstances aren't dire or desperate or extreme. If I only waited for the crisis moments of my life to lean in and to seek more breakthrough, I don't know if I'd be able to handle the crisis moments. I don't think I'd be able to praise in the crisis moments. I think I'd only end up pleading. And I didn't, and I'd wind up being disappointed, probably, in God, maybe myself. If I waited for the crisis moments to listen, I don't know if I'd be able to discern God's voice in the season when crisis hits because I have no practice listening. If I, if I thought that I only needed to believe in the crisis moments, well, I don't know, and, and, I didn't, and I didn't believe in the everyday moments, right? If I didn't believe like things like loving others was really important, if I didn't believe that God could use me to help someone else in need, if I didn't believe those things in the everyday, ordinary, mundane moments of my life, well, that I probably won't experience anything except ordinary and mundane. But when I actually believe that God wants to do something miraculous, 
And I actually believe that God wants to use me for his purpose. God transforms things and he changes things. You see, life is very much about the in-between moments. In between the peaks and the valleys. The mountaintop and the valley, those moments aren't our typical every day. But what I'm learning about my life as a husband, as a dad, as a pastor, and as a follower of Jesus, is that when I learn to praise him, when I learn to listen to him, and I, when I learn to believe in him for the things, even in the ordinary and the mundane, my life moves into the extraordinary and the miraculous. God begins to break through my life and I become a more loving husband. I become a more intentional father. I become a more gentle person. I become, become a more passionate follower of Jesus. And these small breakthroughs, these little growth moments that I can incur in the in-between moments of life, they help me and make me more ready for the days when I don't know if I can muster up enough energy to keep going. So we are all in need of breakthrough, whether we're in the dire and extreme and the desperate circumstance of life or if we're in between. Breakthrough's coming. We must always praise, listen, and believe. We always need all three of those things. And I would just say to you today, maybe there's one of those that really is standing out for you. Do you, do you, need, do you need to praise today? Do you need to listen? Do you need to believe? Well, I want to respond to this time by just, by just leaning into this. And we want to spend some time in song, and we want to spend some time in praise. And so as we sing this song, maybe you're just going to sit, and you're just going to listen to the praise, and you're going to let it wash over your, your heart and soul and fill you up. Maybe you're going to sing, or maybe you're going to allow the belief that God wants to do something new in your life, fill up your soul today. But I want to encourage you as we do this to allow God to strengthen you. So God, give us ears to hear. Let's sing together. Thank you. 
So I just want to, I just want to pray for you. So if you just would bow your heads wherever you're at, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pray together. So would you do that with me right now? I just want to pray for anyone today that's struggling in a season of crisis, anxiety, fear, disappointment, loneliness, loss, addiction, sin, or a weary life. I pray that you would fill their heart with praise. Fill their heart with belief. I pray you would give them ears to hear. In fact, right now, I just actually want to lead you in that prayer. If you're in a season where you know you need breakthrough, you can just ask God for this. And I would just say this, repeat this, say, Lord, fill my heart with praise. Go ahead and say that. Say, Lord, fill my heart with praise. Just pray that wherever you're at. Lord, I fill my heart with praise. Now say, Lord, fill my heart with belief. God, fill my heart more belief. And finally, let's pray. God, give me ears to hear. Father, give me ears to hear. Just pray that. Lord, would you transform the ordinary and mundane? Amen. Amen. Well, I want to close with something. I'm not quite done. I want to close with this thought. You know, Paul and Silas, in the very next chapter, in chapter 17, they go to another city, and there's a reputation that has preceded them in that city. And this is what it says in verse 6. It says, these, these, this, is what, this is a group of people that are trying to arrest them, by the way, and they say this about them. They say, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. It's amazing to see that the breakthrough in our own lives, it does create a reputation and a testimony that is told by others. And it goes on ahead of us. I just want to encourage us, friends, never minimize the possibility of your life. You and I have the God of the universe on our side and his presence is with us, not only so that we can experience our own version of freedom, not only so we can experience the breakthrough moments in our own life, but it's because he wants us to partner with him to go and turn the world upside down. You have more in you than you know. You have been created for more than you can imagine. And life is, it's about more than just getting through and getting happy and feeling content. It's about joining God and the greatest movement of all time. And that's what the whole book of Acts is all about. It's our foundational roots. It's our biblical roots in a story of a group of people who were imperfect, yes, but they were relentless. They were relentless. They never stopped wanting more. They never stopped asking God for the breakthrough. And I pray that over you in your life. May you be an overcomer. Yes, imperfect, but relentless. The world needs Jesus. And we, the church, are his big master plan. There's no plan B. It's you and me. It's all of us. We can turn the world upside down. So, Lord, we praise you. We listen and we believe. Amen? Amen. Well, friends, we love you. If there's anything we can pray with you about, please let us know. Go to all the links on the website. We got it all. 
just connect with us, engage with us. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Grace and peace. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.